Hey, Dylan. Yakub. Do you remember ecstasy? <laughs> I, I figured that one would get you good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yep, yep. Hello, everybody. As oh, always. We're really in the thick of it now, guys. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's Faces of Palooza. Do you remember O-Faces is the new name of the show, am I right? <laughs> um, welcome, as always, to Dude, You Remember Macross. I'm Coop, as always, with the Mr. Debonair. Dylan, hello. How are you good, sir? Ah, uh, shucks. I'm I'm doing all right, Coop. Same. Um, as I said off off mic, uh, got a little bit of the crud, but otherwise I'm good. Uh, let me record. let me tell you, I might run a little on fumes. I had before we started. I had a battle sit a uh, battle station of drinks, coffee, Sprite, water, and now that's downsized a little bit to tea sprite water so it's still a battle station but not as much of a battle station as it was earlier <laughs> mm. the hydration battle station that uh, i love coffee too much to give it up unfortunately <laughs> yeah I, I had a bit of an iced coffee and i was just like eh. but anyways so, um, mm-hmm. Dylan, things get hot in more ways than one in these episodes. Do you want to hop on in? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. All right. So, episode 22, as always, those uh, lovable scamps giving us that big weekly recap for the week-to-weekers. Mas appreciado. Um, and so, we're at the apartment. Basara is hanging out, and he's on his base like, Boy, it is hot. It is a swelter. Apparently, um, <laughs> we go into the bowels of City 7, and apparently this heat is something that, <laughs> well, Amelia and her staff are trying to keep quiet about, because actually they're being pulled into a red giant with about 12 hours left till they uh, end up getting <laughs> swollen up by it. So, yeah, they're kind of racing against time and even worse they can't phone for help from battle 7 because all the electro uh, electronic uh wave interference so it's it's not great it's not great um and <laughs> while Amelia is like okay we gotta get folded out of here and her guys are like no that's not gonna happen it's too damn she's like okay you get it repaired ASAP um we need to get out of here and they're like okay okay mom um, and then we go back to the apartment and out front, the band is just kind of hanging out as the recording technicians are actually loading all the equipment into the apartment. Uh, Mylene's like, you know, I'd rather we didn't record Naku show. What, why are we doing this? Um, but Ray's like, well, Akido, Akiko did approve Basara's request to record the house, so... And as they're talking about this, he rolls on up. He's like, you know, I'm pumped to record here. Because when it's this hot, you know that you're really gonna rock. So he he's excited, but Guvava uh, 
bless his furry soul, he is cooking like an egg. Um, so you, you know it's hot. Um, I, I love how they still manage to slip in like a slice of life. Like it's not just them flying into the sun. It's also a heat wave episode. <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, earlier on. It's like, oh, you know, this beach episode. Well, now it's a winter episode. I saw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I love it. It's good. Um, <laughs> and, you know, who Akiko also loves Basara, you know what I mean? And she comes on out to let the crew know. It's like, yeah, we're good to go on this. And they head on in. But Ray takes a quick notice, like, huh, she seems oddly focused on Basara. I don't know what's going up with this. Um, but they get into the apartment. They're about to start going. And shout-outs to the Lemonade. No curler straws, though. As Mylene sticks her head, like most people would want to do, into the fridge. He's like, ah, oh, it's comfortable. It's I feel like a person again. And Basara's like, oh, but we got the AC running. And she's goes back to us like, there is no AC here, dude. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and... Uh, while Ray is setting up the recording board to be ready with the proper levels and so forth so they can get going, Ray mentions Takiko. It's like, what's up with you? Have you not been eating or taking care of yourself? You know, you're really important to the band and you're part of why we're here. So, like, really. And she tries to then deflect uh, by giving him a little serving of cheesecake. Um, and he's like, okay, um, I'm going to go join the band. We're ready to go. Okay. See you later, boobs. Um, and back over on battle seven, Chiba is confusing Max and all the admirals of the fleet by going on and on about his detailed techno babble about the effects of Firebomber's music. Uh, but when he gets to a point about how he's developed a detector that can pinpoint Firebomber's location based on the music, Max cuts on through and gets to that point. Um, pretty much going, okay, so if Firebomber plays, can we find them? And Chiba's like, yeah, we can. Um, back on City 7. I love Chiba so much. He's such a great Chiba's character. Chiba's so good. I'm he gets so glad only... they added him to the cast. <laughs> He gets even better. Like, uh, we'll talk more about him in a bit, but he's so good. Um, I cannot wait. <laughs> oh, and uh, so the repairs to the City 7's fold engine have been mostly completed. However, the technicians are like, I don't know where we're going. We have no coordinates. And uh, Amelia's like, okay, I don't care where we go. Just fold. Um and the guy's like, we're going to cut it close. Like, it's going to take us six hours to charge. And, oh, we're going to be pulled in in eight hours. And he was like, ah, oh, that's enough time. Just get it done. And then at the recording, we, we start playing that song, The Fucks. And, uh, well, uh, <laughs> Akiko is sharing in that sentiment, though maybe in a different uh sense of the word fuck um so much that she <laughs> orders the technicians to blast Basar's vocal track to the top of the mix so she ends up feeling it so much that she's like i'm glowing and evil and i can't hold it and she's like 
I gotta leave now. And as right after the technicians asks, like, do you really want this mix to be this blown out? <laughs> and all the technicians are like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and we ping pong back over to the battle seven. Um, they've killed all the communications for the fleet as Chiba's trying to locate Firebomber, and he almost has a hit. Um, though <laughs> the crew and Exodol are like, oh, this is a waste of time. Why are we even doing this? Um, and back on City 7, there's about two hours left till they can fold. Um, they'll make it, but just barely. But the heat is continuing to rise. Amelia's like, okay, we got to shell down to rehearse the heat. I'll use some excuse like we're doing a test to keep people from freaking out about it. And then Giggle folds in with his dudes, and she's like, well, this was convenient. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> just, I just love how tongue-in-cheek the show was about them. It's like, okay, you, yeah. you know what you're doing here. <laughs> um, but Giggle is not really here to do any normal fighting. He just wants to find Civil. That's it. That's it. Um, and he doesn't care if City 7's uh, clam becomes New England clam chowder. So he's like, whatever, let it blow up. Gepelnich, I hardly even knew him. Um, and Akiko hears the sirens uh, after having a late lunch of multiple people and their life juice. And speaking of late lunches, Gamlin is at a cafe when he hears the siren as well. And it's like, okay, I gotta go. It's going. Oh, and... Poor flower girl. She's on her way to the apartment in Akasho um, to listen to the recording because, you know, she's she's number one. Um, but she almost gets heat stroke walking by and also gets knocked over because Sara flies right over her as he's heading out. <laughs> Boy. Um, and as soon as they both get out, into the field. Um, Basara's like, wow, what's with that red giant? And Gamblin's all like, hey, what's up there, enemy of all women? Like, <laughs> the best line, I think. <laughs> like, if you ever need to white knight on Twitter, have that image handy. I fucking uh, love it. I love that image. Like, that <laughs> That made me cackle. <laughs> so it's like, oh, of course. Of course, Gamblin. <laughs> it was good. Um, boy and they start going into it but Melia chimes on and it's like yo uh gamlin you're gonna go ahead and defend this power node so it doesn't get attacked so we can get on out of here oh and Bas oh basara's already gone he's dancing on the planet dance so we're not really worried about that and uh giggles like we're just gonna ignore the crazy uh clown shoes robot man with the guitar uh we're gonna go attack city seven in that block um but hearing uh because it's broadcasted all over the place akiko hears the music and she's like <gasps> ecstasy and a spirit and she, she just so, starts freaking the fuck out it's mm, incredible yeah <laughs> and it, the freak out causes her to split from civil and, uh, boy, she passes out and Civil heads out towards the battle. 
Um, as uh, meanwhile, Ray and crew are back over at the apartment. They're getting ready to go. Um, he's like, yeah, we need to get out of here because, well, <laughs> there's no heat shielding at all in Akrocho. So we kind of be roasted alive if we stayed here. Um, but he's also like, what's up with Akiko? And the text's like, she's been gone for a while. I don't know, dude. <laughs> and back in the fight, Gamlin is easily overwhelmed by the enemy and the power block is destroyed. Gamlin's like, I'm... You guys go. Me and my couple dudes are just going to mess with this bizarre dude. I'm waiting for Civil. And, <laughs> boy, that power block going is not good at all. As that explosion has sent City 7 hurtling even faster towards the Red Giant. With roughly about 15 minutes until they hit it. Melia orders her men to do anything they can Reducing attempts, even make it rain, you know, just put all those $1 bills all over Macross 7. I don't care, just do it. Um, and with oh, that... Oh, man, I yeah. just... I was like, why are you talking about dollar bills? And then it clicked for me, and I just... Ooh. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mm. That gives a whole mm-hmm. new meaning to the term planet dance, am I right? Oh my god, get away from me. <laughs> okay. Amelia <laughs> yeah. um, uh, was not happy with that joke either and asks uh, Gamlin <laughs> <laughs> to go ahead and repair the unit himself. Though he's immediately like, I don't know about this. Like, this isn't my specialty. And uh, being so anxious about it he ends up doing his normal routine of snapping at Basar again it's like you and your dumb songs like do something for real help me with this um but thankfully in this case he might be right yeah perhaps perhaps (laughs) but on the bright side Shiba thanks to Basar singing finally gets a lock on them and the crew with the battle seven is aware of the situation with the red giant so they're planning to fold in and save City 7 ASAP. And Chiba is so happy that he starts singing along with Planet Dance. So it's it's pretty good. It's pretty good. So good. Um, Ray and the crew are on the highway heading for the shelter. He's also aware of what's going on with the repair attempts. And, hey, Mylene, Gamlin's doing this thing. She's like, oh, I hope he's all right. But... They have little time to think about that as they soon stop as they find <laughs> Akiko just sitting there on the road and Ray goes and grabs her so they can get to the hospital. Battle 7 then starts to fold in as about a half hour is left before they crash and Gamblin is still having issues with the repairs. Um, Melia orders Basar to go help Gamblin, but initially he ignores her. Um, however, as they're doing their fold, Chiba... And one of the crew members are singing along. Because at this point, um, he is totsugeking, I believe. So they're 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 vibing. They're vibing. They're, they've been watching the show, too. Um, and the Battle 7 finally arrives on the scene. And everybody's like, what? And Mio's like, what the hell took you so long? And Giggle, <laughs> Giggle freaks Just out. no and, fucking respect. No, no. It's like... My husband, where have you been? Um, and uh, 
Giggle's not happy that the husbando has returned, though, as he <laughs> returns to his ship because he he just wants to nuke it all now. And mm-hmm. Max like, ah, screw this. We're transforming right now. And Giggle tries shooting it down, but it, it just doesn't work at all. It just doesn't happen. And as soon as the transform is, transformation is completed, the macro, they fire the Macross cannon, and Giggle just manages to fold out just a split second before it wipes out the rest of the fleet that accompanied him. Um, however, inside, <laughs> despite them being gone, the situation's not great. Because inside City 7, all the rainwater has evaporated at this point. And again, Ray and crew are trying to get Akiko to the hospital. And then... In a move uh, that one Amaro Ray once did, Battle 7 starts pushing on um, City 7, trying to new Gundam it after Char's counterattack away from <laughs> the sun. He's looking truly beyond the time. Um, hey, there it is. There we go. Or beyond the Tim, if you've watched Chad Vision beyond, videos. Anyways, um, the shell's starting to melt, and we got about five minutes till they're kaputsi. However, <laughs> they're kind of uh, supposedly SOL at the moment because Max is like, we can't fold because we just used up all our juice on firing the cannon. And before Max and Amelia could start bickering even more, Basara breaks in. It's like, how about you two calm down and think what you can do here? And he's actually, at this point, helping Gamelin with the repairs. Amelia ends up telling Max they're about 80% of the amount of juice they need to fold. And they're like, oh, what if we hook up Battle 7's auxiliary power cord to City 7? Then we can make the fold. So they have co- cooler heads have prevailed in a hot situation they yeah. figured it out. I also like how they overlap the uh, them talking over each other as they both come to the realization, like, we can do this. I like that as well. I r- really like that. Um, it's a good, good portent of some shifts we're about to see in their relationship, but I like it a lot. Um, so, Gamlin and Basara head out to make that connection, and... <laughs> Basara starts poking fun at Gamlin for already being so exhausted. Um, he's like, you're supposed to be a soldier. So like, how are you going to last if you're already pooped like that? And Basara's like, this is nothing. And Basara starts playing my soul for you. He's like, I'm going to sing. You sing too. I'll take your mind off the heat. But Civil shows up. And he ends up holding off Civil with a song as Gamlin proceeds forward with the power cord. And Civil, um, just like the song... Uh, she comes on people and she ends up running off uh, as she does. Um, <laughs> and then the uh, Gamblin and Basar end up finalizing the connection to the ship and they fold out to join the rest of the fleet. So this, <laughs> once it's all been folded out and they're out of there, um, it was funny. <laughs> kind of start cracking me up is Gamblin's got a helmet tan in the shape of his yeah. visor on his face. <laughs> it's so goofy. I, yeah. Like, I, I love the show's commitment to <laughs> tiny moments like this that are... <laughs> so also, good. especially when they're it's at Gamblin's expense. Yeah. And Vassar is like, oh, I guess I, fa- uh, I fared out better. And he, like, pulls down his glasses. It's like, oh, this is all right, tan. And then he starts going like, 
well, what will Mylene think? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he starts getting all defensive. It's it's good. It's it's so good. Oh my god, I love Gamlin so much. Gamlin, Gamlin, Gamlin's a real one. Um, boy, and the episode ends as the band finally arrives at the hospital to get Akiko some assistance. But boy, that was a action-packed episode with some real good Gamlin moments. <laughs> I I want to I want to talk about Gamlin after the next episode I think cuz that's okay. when um Let's see. I think that's when I I got to double check the episode now. But I remember there being some good Gamlin scenes over the next two episodes. Yes. I think mo- pr- mostly in that last one I think. Okay. Then yeah, I got my wires crossed. It's all good. Did you have any other thoughts aside on this episode aside of, hey, this was a damn good episode? <laughs> yeah, just like really fun. Um, the gang's all here and they're firing on full cylinders. Yes, I I like my memory uh, memory served me. It's like, oh yeah, this is the point where things started to get going. Um, yeah, twentieth like, episode. Kind of crazy how it's kind of crazy how how much things have picked up over the these few episodes because yeah. at the start it, it like it was very slice of life in very mm. not quite monster of the week but you know mecha fight of the week mm. and it's just kind of it's very rewarding now um like having things kind of be like all right now something is happening every episode like the first 20 episodes at this point we could say is like the first like your salad and your appetizers to like give you a good base and then here we have the steaks the steaks have been raised and they're delicious and they're perfect medium rare and you just want to tear into them because it's it's good it's good flavors that have been <laughs> developed and marinated yeah yeah i'd agree with that it's tasty. Um, it's like we're we're finally yeah we're we're past the appetizers and now we're kind of really starting to taste the main course. Yes, boy. Yes. Yeah. Num 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 num. No, that that food analogy works a lot better than you know one. The more I thought about it, because like yeah, I really do feel like everything up to this point was just like a very damn good salad. Yeah. But still a salad. That maybe there was a little too much lettuce or whatever. True. But on the bright um, side, it did get us especially insight on the new characters and how all their social situations and all that work. And I'm like, I appreciate that. I appreciate that more than I look back on it because it, it only serves to enrich um, the moments going further, especially when the little character quirks pop up. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, it's just... It's a lot of setup, but you can really feel the the payoff as it, mm-hmm. as it continues to happen. Um, it's like it's like we needed our palate to continue the food analogy. Uh, we needed the palate to be adjusted for everything that's going to follow. Yes, it's like oh, you have the oh, sir, you have you have tasted the super dimensional vintage. Let me try this vintage seven, vintage nineteen ninety four. 
It's going right. to taste a little different <laughs> at first, but I, I guarantee you, sir, um, just give it a little try. You'll like it the more you drink it, yes. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Um, <laughs> food, um, food analogies aside, after that uh, sizzling steak of episode 22, are you ready to go into the next course of episode 23, my man? Yeah, let's go right ahead. Let's go. Uh, and speaking of being heated, um, we are at a packed Fire Bomber concert. And, well, everybody likes the food so much um, that Flower Girl ends up finding herself in the mosh pit. So, you know, uh, pour one out for Flower Girl. Um, everybody is stoked to feast on Fire Bomber. Finally, some food after being uh, trapped in space forever with vampires. Um, however, Sybil is the most stoked as she's like, oh, look at these guys who got the cheap seats. Free food! And just, she life sucks everybody in the nosebleeds, so, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah, um, yeah as you do. Sybil goes to Hamilton, she's just in the back seats. Oh my like, gosh. Lynn, man. Lynn spiritual. I, I was about to say, I, I don't know if I can make a connection there. I wasn't going to. I don't have a joke to riff on. I wasn't going to throw away that shot. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, even if That's I missed. <laughs> anyway, um, Max is watching a, a feed of the concert from his office. Uh, and he is very, very proud of Mylene because you can see the proud dad vibes um, very clearly. It's so sweet. Yes. Like, literally felt the icy cold case around my heart thaw. I know what feelings are again. It's good. Right. It's nice. Um, <laughs> <laughs> however, that touching moment is kind of interrupted when Melia calls in. She's oddly being more civil than usual. Um, she's like, okay, so where are we at with the vampires? Look, I don't have enough information to give you like a cohesive report. She's like, hey, here's this new enemy we found. Hope this helps you. Um, like, they're not being fiery each other, but not quite. How can I put it? Animated with each other, though. Right. Um, and she's like, hey, can you also, like, rise the security level? Just, you know, just do that. We'll see ya. Um, and this coldness makes him wonder. He sits back in his chair. It's like, when did this happen? When did we talk to each other, like, so coldly? Like, you know, just... you know what's crazy to me? Um, it's, it's that uh, Max is asking himself, like, he's so used to either, you know, the, the early days where he was madly in love or, you know, the later days of their marriage where they were just mad at each other. He's so used to there being some kind of passion to it that when it's business-like and matter-of-fact, that's when it hits him that something's wrong. Yeah. That's that's just crazy to me. My brain just went to, went to him thinking, was it because you tossed the baby that one time? <laughs> Uh, but i they do have problems because there's a spinoff manga about max's illegitimate son so oh it's called spicy it's called macross 7 trash um 
but you know, that's that's for another time. Um, Damn. All right. Yeah. I, I don't know how canon is, but who knows whatever is in Macross besides the canon itself. But anyways. Um, so, aside from Max having that revelation, life seems to be back to normal across the City 7. We see multiple scenes of people just hanging out, and the news reports like, yo, this rocking concert that's going on, it's part of the celebration that Battle 7 and the rest of the fleet is finally back. We're finally back together again. And um, Max is back in his office reviewing uh, footage of Firebomber's battles, and Ray is there as well. Max going, okay, I guess it's time to try that out that Sound Force idea, eh? Um, and Ray's like, I want Pissara and Vafita on the squad, but I, I need a fourth. Um, and I can tell you won't be Mylene, but I, I need some time to figure out who it is and make sure it, they'll work in our team. Cause whatever work we're going to be doing, it's not going to be just beneficial for us. It's going to be beneficial to all travelers in the future in space. So it's something we need to keep in mind. Um, Max is like, hey, can you come along with me to the this Admiral's meeting? So they go, and they start reviewing the information that Melee had given them. Starting off with the uh, revived prisoner, and Chiba ends up agreeing with the findings of the main doctor on City 7. And he also has the data to back it up. Um, but Max is like, hey, how about you don't go into the details, but take care of this guy, see what you can find out. Afterwards, they start reviewing the footage of Civil and what she can do, and uh, specifically in response, Bissara's effectiveness to it. Though Gamlin, he's not convinced that it was all Bissara singing that made it happen. However, the footage makes Exodol extremely skittish, and he leaves muttering the term Proto-Devlin, which he says it's not something he should say because it makes Centrati apparently lose their minds. And Gowns like, that kind of lines up with what happened recently on City 7, a couple episodes back. Hmm. Hmm. Um, but the meeting's interrupted. Also, as, Exitol just fucking pieces out. It's it's crazy. I didn't yeah. even know he could just leave like that. He just, like, pops out of his little perch, and he's like, I'm out of here. See ya. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no. Though I, I thought it was interesting... Um, Despite him going through the whole Minmay experience himself and the culture shock, it's like those those things that are still deep ingrained in him about being a Centrati, like those fears and right. everything he knows are still there. And I, yeah. I, I I just really dug that. That even it's though a strong character choice. Yeah. Like even though that they've been introduced to culture, like there's still a little bit of that old um, war culture still left in him and all that reading he did. So that's right. That's just, I love that. Um, yeah. But soon after he skadoodles, Max receives a call from the captain of the Macross 5 fleet. Um, they've decided to settle on an Earth like planet called Lux. The captain says, Hey, you can come and resupply whenever you want. We'll be here. Also, you should bring that fire bomber to play. Like, everybody loves them. But, like, seriously, come and have them play. We'll give you some stuff, too. Um, Max is taken aback a bit by the words about Firebomber, but Ray's just sitting there in the background giving a big grin. Um, 
Um, back at the apartment, Ray starts explaining the concept of the Sound Force to Basara, saying, hey, we'll play while there's a force protecting us. Um, Basara is jazzed on the D. He's like, okay, they finally came around on what I was talking about. I'm in. I'm in. And Vesita's, uh, Ray asks Vesita, are you in on this? And she's obviously gives the head nod. But at eavesdropping, Mylene breaks into the room. It's like, why haven't I been asked? And Basar's like, you're not up to it. And she pops in with like, oh, I'm a good soldier. I'm going to wipe them all out. It's like You're also 14. Yes. That too. <laughs> that too. Um, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's like, that's keeping you out, kid. And Ray's just like. Uh, this bickering again. Um, outside, however, underneath the full moon, um, Sybil's doing her thing and attacking people, but she eventually gets a lock on Basara, still thinking about their earlier experiences with him. And she appears right in front of Basara, who's outside jamming fire the, in front of the fire valk. And Basara's like, I've been waiting for you. And he's like, I'm going to whip out my holy, lonely light and let's go. And back in the apartment, as he's starting to jam out, um, Ray starts explaining to her, it's like, why he can't let her on in, especially with her parents involved. And she's like, this has nothing to do with that. I'm a member of the band. Like, why should I have even joined the band if I'm not able to be part of this? And she gets pretty upset about it. It's like, why did I even join Firebomber to begin with? And Sybil ends up going closer to Basara. Um, and she's pushed back by the force of his song as it's like a physical force just. <laughs> and like a gust of wind, too. And of course, Sybil is really making. enjoying this. It's, the, it's the good. formative aspect of this recap. It's like. <laughs> there's the force to it, and it's awesome. And, of course, the Force makes Sybil do her faces. And, of course, she's in ecstasy. Um, (laughs) um, She eventually manages to break through the Force and her and Basara kiss. But they're both incredibly overwhelmed by it as it causes a mini explosion that knocks over the fire valk and shreds the both of their clothes. It was so powerful. Um... Mylene and the crew check on in. He's like, this is nothing. I, it's not like the fire valve fell over or anything. It's not like I just got the crap beat out of me. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, um, the proto-devil mechs, however, start breaking in and attacking the city. And Basar starts limping his way to the Valkyrie. Um, though Mylene's like, hey, you're not doing this alone. She pops on in there with him. But obviously he's still pretty roughed up. Um, as soon as they get into the conflict, Mylene opens up the missile base right away, and Pissarro reaches over to the control guitar. He's like, this is, those missiles are stupid. This is why you're not in the sound force. You should sing instead. And she's like, okay, I'll do it your way. And disengages the missiles. And she starts kind of mocking him as she starts singing Planet Dance and starts avoiding all the attacks while in, ba- in Gerwak mode. <laughs> Over a little bit of time, Basara does come around on this and joins in on the singing. 
and the mooks, um, the proto-devil pilots, are noticing that the power levels are increasing on them. And Chiba is also scouting out those levels from his lab, and he's impressed. He's so impressed by it, he created his own measurement system. Chiba sound <laughs> units. Like, that is that is some dedication. And... <laughs> Uh, he he has to have the glory. He's gotta. They gotta mm-hmm. know who to who to trust. Not I trust. Get, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm sorry. I'm very tired. Same. Um, <laughs> no, it it, it it made me laugh because the the expression on his assistant's face. He's like, "What the hell are you talking about? What?" <laughs> it just it's like I, I'm there with you, dude. Um, However, at the bridge, um, they're trying to get in contact with Melia so they can get the forces in there as they need her permission to fight in the city. Um, but they can't get a hold of her. Max tells her to keep trying, and then Chiba pops in to let Max know about the readings that they're getting from Basara. And Max is like, why did you call me? <laughs> and the grunt notices that Basara's um, power level is over 9,000! And What, 9,000? There's no way that can be right. <laughs> can it? <laughs> You're the, welcome. I, <laughs> no, I continued that bit for you. Thank you. Thank you, Napa. Oh, we, we did it wrong. We gotta do the Kai version. It's over 8,000! No, just, just, don't worry about it. Anyway... The power levels cause the proto-devil and Melk to start sparking before they eventually take their leave. Ray and Fafita are watching on the crowd, and now they're kind of convinced of how who their fourth should be. And Basara's like, you might just work, kid. You might just work. <laughs> so we then Another go... Another genuine moment of approval from Basara, which is rare as shit in this show. Yes. A very, a very, um, <laughs> I liked it though. It's, well, she's, yeah, it's, I, it's a very wholesome, heartfelt moment. Yes. She might be getting it. She might not be, but whatever. Um, so we go to one of the hangars and we're having a big old military ceremony. The sound force is properly being unveiled. We got some new Valkyries to go along with the fire Valk. And um, Max properly appoints them with Ray introducing the crew, though Basara doesn't show up at first. Um, okay, but Vafita shows up next. But Max is taken aback when Mylene ends up being his fourth pick, and he quietly goes up to Ray. He's like, "She's she's still a kid. She's fourteen. And but Ray's like, "I know." But you gave me final say, and also, I convinced, I'm convinced she's a key part of Fire Bomber. She's she's part of the original recipe. We can't make the fried chicken without her. And well, he ends up going with it, though, <laughs> and not without any concern, obviously. Um, then one of the officials comes out with official documents sanctioning them, but Basara finally shows up on the shoulder of his Valkyrie. And he's playing. He's saying, I'm not going to be bound by any military rules or regulations. 
I'm going to sing when I want to, and I'm going to do it how I want to. I love this dumb idiot child. He's so good. He's so He's good. So good. He's everything um, I need to be. I Neki Basra is an inspiration. He's. Uh, I we've talked about this many times before, but I just love Basara's logic and how it makes like once you understand it, it just makes sense for him, and he's so fucking consistent with it. It's like right. That's that's how you write the character. Yeah. So good. Um, but unfortunately, Ray doesn't like that spicy meatball like we do and is very embarrassed. Um, but the crew ends up joining Bissar to start playing. And Max is like, what's going? What did he say? What's going on here? And Ray's like, they're just excited. Don't worry about it. Yeah, you know, they're just really hyped to be part of the mill. Oh, my God, what have I done? Yeah. That was the episode. That that was a fun one, especially with... Um, again, it's like, oh, more civil stuff. Oh, more crazy sound stuff. And Basara being great. It was just, um, boy, did you have any other thoughts on this episode yourself, my dude? Um, not particularly. I think the most entertaining thing was seeing that moment where, um, Mylene, Maybe she doesn't consistently get it, but she's starting to get it. Yeah. Um, she's had moments so when ep- she does. But yeah, again, she definitely it's... has moments, but I think this is this is kind of the big one. Mm. Or at least it feels like the big one. At least it's leading towards it. Yeah. I feel like it's if nothing else, it's another step closer. Hmm. That that episode was just another part in the delicious Wow, there's a lot of plot, and it's good sandwich. Um, <laughs> anyways, let's wrap this out with episode 24. So, they're at the apartment. Um, Mylene is singing about her friends, and Basara is just sitting there in the windowsill, blankly looking out the window. Um, he soon leaves out, and Mylene's like, why are you practicing with us? Like, we're in the sound force now, dude. Like, come on. And Ray's like, uh, he, he has his problems, too. Maybe lady issues? And she's like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> um, though this ends up kind of being the case, as Basar is sitting on a stairwell looking back at what happened with Sybil. And speaking of Sybil, in a forest, a squirrel gets very aggressive and starts... <laughs> and then scurrying away as it encounters Sybil, who is... Hanging upside down in the forest, naked in a giant floating orb of light. <laughs> um, boy, um, it's that one special move from Super Metroid mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I don't remember the name of now. <laughs> the something flash, something like that. Um, the shine spark, I don't know. Um, I'll, I'll send it to you when I find it. Sounds good. Um, but we now set our sights back to Gamlin speaking with Superior. And he has been promoted to full lieutenant. And he's going to be helming the D-Force this time around under Amelia's command to protect the city. The Crystal um, Flash. That's what it's called. There we go. 
I also think that was like a line of like growing up. Um, this is a tangent, but you know, it's our, it's our, uh, MO. Um, it's, yeah, <laughs> there was like, I remember like going outside of my hometown and Chris Wilson can probably corroborate this. There was like a propane place called crystal flash. And that's all I remember is like a big C and an F with a lightning bolt. It was like, pshow. Is they wanted me to go. It's like, Bobby, I sell propane and propane accessories. Come, come and take it. Anyway, um, anyway, I, that that odd aside, <laughs> aside. <laughs> um, um, I got I got nothing to riff on. Yeah, that. it's not good. Um, <laughs> boy, uh, so Gamlin then asks the the superior like who's gonna look over the sound force then it's like oh damn force is gonna do that so don't don't worry about that and as he's walking through the barracks gamblin's very dejected and he ends up running into docker and his boys who are stoked about defending the sound force and like yo that mylene she's a babe and i'm like she's 14 dude but anyway um could you could you could you all please not (laughs) Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and Gamlin, just to make his day worse, um, is starting to become visibly even more upset as he visits Kinru, and he's visibly writhing in pain as he continues to relive his encounter with Civil. Um, yeah, and... Boy, speaking of military meetings, um, the Admiral Force Command starts lay, laying out their ground rules for their cooperation with the Sound Force during a meeting, down to what fire the song's fire plumber is going to play, down to their effectiveness and how far they're going to be away from the Emerald Force and a bunch of stuff. And the Stiffs in charge of the Admiral Force are very pissed that Basara is late and then his general blasé attitude about it all. Um, and as he, when he arrives, like, dude, I do not care about your list. I'm going to play what I want to play, and I'm going to do it my way, singing from the art how I feel I should be singing. And he's and, right, too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and Stiffle McStiffleson uh, tries to start some stuff with Basara, but Chiba cuts on, and it's like, Basara's right. Just chill out, my dude. Um, and <laughs> getting that there's another person actually gets him. Basara's like, you're pretty cool, dude. He's like, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> outside in the deep, dark depths of space, Giggle receives word that they've lost track of Civil, but he's like, ah, screw that. I'm going to find her. I'm going to ignore Gepelnitch and go after her myself. So, Gamlin ends up reporting to Melee at her office, and she lays out that you're also going to be patrolling the city as well to protect it. Um, he's like, can I just be transferred to the Ambler Force? Like, they need me, and Melia's like, I'm not going to let you do it. And then she pulls uh, Hikaru, and it's like, here, here are your new su- subordinates, Dick and Mori, and they're two fresh-eyed kids. They're ready to serve with him. And because I'm an idiot, I wrote this down. Oh, it's like pic- poetry. They rhyme. Yes. Pickle dick. Funniest shit I've ever heard. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I sorry, I, I haven't seen it, but I was like Dick and Rick and Dick and Oh Dick and Morty. Yeah. Dick and Morty? What? Oh wow, yeah. I was I was wondering why that rolled off the tongue in a way that felt familiar. Yeah. And then I was like, ah, Rick and Morty. Okay, makes sense. Glad you made the connection. Yeah. Well, this show has been pretty spicy, but I don't know if it's been Szechuan spice sauce spicy. Oh my but god. <laughs> I remember um, I had a friend who was working at McDonald's when that came out. He was the manager, and he said it was a damn bloodbath. Oh, it was, yikes. Like, it's not great work being taken advantage of somebody who works at McDonald's to begin with, but having that nonsense, like somebody on top of your um, counter yelling and screaming about a fucking sauce packet. It's crazy. Yeah, but... Crazy people and, and uh, sauce packets aside. Although, Gamlin does feel much like a McDonald's manager in that position because this new situation is out of his depth and he's kind of taken aback that he has new subordinates under, new subordinates yeah, underneath him. It very much feels like... Honestly, it kind of reminds me of uh, Hikaru, both when he... Uh, starts to lead his own squadron, but also just in how he deals with Misa mm-hmm. in the first half of the original Macross. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Gamlin kind of has the same, you know, not to the eventual romantic degree, but, you know, the same kind of dynamic with uh, Milia, M- Miria. I, I get crossed between... The, I know it. The, the, the mayor. The, the, the RL is a struggle. Um, yeah. Um, but, I, yeah, I get that. I, I do like um, that there is, like, I've just been noticing, again, I remember this from my first go-around, it's like there's so many parallels to Hikaru they do with Gamlin's story, but they, it's different enough. I'm like, I see what you're doing here. You're, it's you're, just because they're, they're such different characters. Yeah. Like... I like the riffing, but we're going to flip this a bit. I, I appreciate you. I see what you're doing, Shoji, and I appreciate yeah, it. <laughs> when, when I say it's like poetry, they rhyme. I mean, it, it not to the same degree that the Star Wars prequels are. It's like very, it's a very nice remix, I think. Yes, it, it complements it very well. Yeah. Um, but speaking about being a taken aback and um, having to eat his pineapple salad, um, yeah. uh, Gamlin visits Physica's grave and he starts beating himself up about what's happened to Kinyaru, um and Physica, just the state of the original Diamond Force. And he starts going on his patrol and then he ends up walking by an arcade, which has a pretty cool fire bomber UFO catcher machine. Um I would want those plushies, just being honest. Like, a whole set of <laughs> fire bomber really plushies. Yeah. I, I could go for a few. I, <laughs> boy, now I'm just thinking if, like, does Toreba exist in that universe? Anyway, um, <laughs> I, I would be spending a lot of money to have that stuff imported from the Macross 7. Um, anyway, um, Gallon again, is on his patrol, and he accidentally bumps in the flower girl because he's kind of just lost in thought and just kind of out of it. Um, And he ends up running into the band who's who's practicing in the street. 
Um, and he ends up focusing on Mylene, but he ends up running off after she notices him. She's like, there's something off. And Ray's like, well, there's all this stuff going on with the Emerald Force, and apparently, from Skullby, I heard, he's kind of considered to be a nuisance amongst them. And uh, she's kind of pissed hearing that, considering everything Gamlin did while they were stranded. Uh, but Ray's like, I don't know what to tell you. It's the military, not me. And Eileen ends up running after Gamlin, and Basar throws an apple at her. And she's like, I don't think he'd like this. And he's like, just just go. But I love this shot where she's holding the apple, and it transfers <laughs> right to Gamlin, and he's eating it, and he really likes it. <laughs> he appreciates it. It's, it's like, a very nice smash cut. It's a good cut. It's a good <laughs> cut. Um... And they start talking a bit. They're hanging out on a swing set. And Gamlin's like, you know, your songs, you know, they've helped. But he's still a bit standoffish. And she's like, here, have this child, um, this childhood good luck charm of mine. Yeah, you can use it to focus. Maybe, I don't know, something I did all the time as a kid. I rubbed it when I'm not feeling too great. People told me, <laughs> you know, it's magical and it'll bring a good future. Though, it was just a joke, so I calmed down. And she then proceeds like, Dude, you're super serious. Like, chill out a little bit. Like, you need to really chill out. Like, just, I don't know, do something silly. Chill out. Um, and she leaves saying, Hey, chill out, loosen up. A lot, my dude. Um, <laughs> and Max and his crew are on the bridge, and they end up kind of talking about you know once if we hit planet lux let's take a vacation let's chill out like we've been through so much stuff recently i think we could all use a vacation um however that talk is cut short as giggle folds on in to start hunting for civil basara and the crew head out as the as the sirens start blaring and the animal force launches as well but i gotta say vf 19s look weird on those catapults because they were meant for the d-force and the vf-17s i didn't really think about that but i it did stand out to me that they were the the vf-15s because it, it was just like the d-force's planes that it's they fit so well on the catapults <laughs> and it's like now it's well, just you like know, it's <sighs> you, you use what you have yeah yeah like, it's, it's a nitpick, but I'm just all like, the D-Force is so good. It's like, those catapults are theirs, Docker. Theirs! Um, anyway, aside from me being passionate. Um, so, <laughs> the Sound Force launches, and they're ready to holy lonely light it up. Um, and the Emerald Force are right behind them, and they hit Giggle and his dudes hard, while Gamblin and his guys are on standby to guard the city. Maury wants in on the action, but he's like, hey, Gamlin's like, okay, no, that's going to get you killed until we got to protect the city. And as he's saying this, he keeps uh, Mylene's charm in mind just to keep him focused. Um, and Basara ends up as always going a bit too hard, and Mylene ends up following along. Um, but before long, they start getting into arguments about how hard they're playing and who is playing, what they should be doing. And things get hairier as Mylene's like, do I have some missiles on this thing? Can I go shoot? And 
she's about to be taken out. But luckily, Docker has their back and shoots down the guy that was about to take her out. But they keep on bickering, and Lorraine's like, can you guys just shut up and play? <laughs> um, however, Giggle ends up breaking through the Emerald Force's perimeter and getting to the Diamond Force, and he's trying to get into the city. And Docker and Gamblin then come to blows when uh, Gamblin's like, hey, this is my property, my zone, my jurisdiction, you worry about everything else. And it makes it even worse when Docker accidentally hits one of the exposed skyscrapers with his fire. Um, and Gamlin's like, my boys, let's go after Giggle. And they do a multitude of different configurations and arrangements showing he actually has some talent for this. And they do a great job of tearing up Giggle. Though, Giggle ends up being a little lucky as he ends up uh, launching an escape pod into the city. Though they don't notice him. Um, after the battle, Mylene and Basara keep on bickering. And Ray's like, this show sucked, man. We need to talk and figure some stuff out. Um, and the Stiffs running the Emerald Force are like, yeah, this experiment was a failure. And Cheap is like, you know, sometimes you got to take the long view when you're working on an experiment. Afterwards, Gamlin is debriefing, having a debrief Amelia. And she's like, you're the right man for the job. Uh, you got this. And she thinks to herself as she leaves, like, yeah, he was the right choice. Like, I asked Max for the best pilot and he gave it to me. Um, and Gamlin is finally able to chill out a little bit as Mylene is on a carnival date with him. And they're on the merry-go-round, and she's complaining about everything that happened with Basara. But she's really surprised, because Gamelin is super chill. Like, to the point of, like, Gamelin, are you high? <laughs> Gamelin's having so much fun on the yes. fucking merry-go-round. Yes. It's so fucking sweet. And he's like, this is my first time, and it's good. And he's like... This pendant actually really helped. Maybe you should rub it, too, so you can figure your stuff out. And it cuts as he's about to start laughing uh, like crazy. And that's an episode, and damn, this was a good gambling episode, it's especially. It's such a good episode. So, yeah, I, I wanted to kind of be silent for this because... I, I can only say I love gambling so many times. <laughs> also... Happy birthday to Gamlin, because it's Gamlin's birthday, January seventeenth. Oh, so what the fuck? we timed that well. Happy birthday to the best boy. But continue telling me about the best boy, Dylan, because he's the best. So I I don't necessarily know what it is that I like so much about Gamlin, because he's he's like a very straightforward character. Mm -hmm. But he's a straight he's a straightforward character that's done so well that mm. like every time I see him I just get happy. <laughs> oh, and my brain just galaxy brain because I'm like, I figured out this show. I figured out its cast because the great <laughs> thing about Gamlin in Mylene and a lot of the characters is, Basara doesn't really change, but his interactions with everybody changes them and gets them to change their perspectives and they grow and by talking to each other and figuring things out they grow and they all contribute to each other's growth and it's so good yes yes the show's great man it's just it's it's good vibes yes that's that's all i need right now you know i 
Yo, I I will take as many good vibes as possible right now in the year of our Lord and Goku, um, 2020, I was going to say 2022, um, boy, too far ahead, time is an illusion, 2021. <laughs> Just, you, man, yeah, uh, Gamlin, because like you, you see Mylene start to chill out and she's telling Gamlin to start to chill out and you know, when you think about how their relationship started, like, Mylene was basically flat-out lying to him about everything and trying to appear more prim and proper. Mm. But they're only really starting to become closer when Mylene is, you know, the one who has to tell him, like, you need to, you need to relax, man. You mm. need to chill out. And it's interesting that from being somebody around him who's... She starting off, she like you said, she was lying and being fake to him. But now he's really the only person that hears everything that she's going through or talking about Basar or life or anything like that. Right. Like, and it's just a conversation and they're venting or talking to each other. And it's not like when she tries to tell Basara something and it's a brick wall because Basara is Basara. Yeah, just man, I sorry, I <laughs> I I feel like I should have more to say on Gamlin, but like, oh my god, fucking yeah. just everything about him in this episode too is like fucking adorable. He's like a fucking puppy dog. He's great. I also like uh I gotta say, it's like I love Gamlin using the VF seventeen with the yellow stripes, because I'm just all like Yes, 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 please. Yes, please. I love it. I would totally love to have a stupid expensive toy of it, but I already have one that I like pretty much. It's a big <laughs> brick, but it's still super cool. But but every time they give you a variant, you're just like, oh, man, I need I need this one. Yeah. Oh, boy. I uh, almost. Damn. Um. Back in 2013, when I went to Canada for a Transformers convention, they had mm-hmm. Gamblin's yellow uh, striped VF-17. And I was like, I got to get this. And it was like the old toy from 94, but spruced up. And I'm like, I don't care. This is still awesome. Mm-hmm. Also, I heard the super expensive one is basically taking most of its cues from that old toy. So I do not care. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Uh, it's... Mwah. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Gamlin's good, guys. Macross 7 is good. Like, Yeah, I think... Because he he basically... He has to go through the same lessons of, like, learning responsibility and shit like that uh, and loss that uh, Hikaru goes through. But he's just... He's such a clever inversion of Hikaru. Mm. Where Hikaru was, like you know, an entertainer at first and became a soldier too. basically because he had no real direction in his life. Um, Gamlin is just like, you know, he, he's a career soldier Mm. who like, doesn't like to listen to rock and roll or whatever. Um, and he has to learn to mellow out and just like, kind of just enjoy things more and enjoy people more. And yeah, cause there really wasn't any, 
Like, even amongst the SDF crew, there weren't any characters who were really in that position that we got to know. Because, again, they all were, were civilians who found themselves in this situation. Or right. there were Roy, who was just Roy. <laughs> exactly. Roy doesn't give a fuck. Roy's just like, I'll get drunk as hell and shoot some dudes down. I don't care. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now you mention it, yeah, because it's a very good counterpoint to the original crew that they never really addressed anybody because the closest they get to talking about anybody career wise whose career military is uh misa but she's mm-hmm. it's more because of her family more than that's just what they ended up in right and that's a whole different bag of cats from Camlin, really exactly like there's oh man i, I... I forgot until just now, like, how much baggage Misa has in the, the original show. Yeah, because, like, her dad is a captain, family's fiance a long line. Like in Mars or something? I can't remember the specifics. Yeah. Mm. That, and you got the the crazy, the jerk-ass Kaifun who looks like her lover. Oh, uh, yeah. Man, she'd do much better if she hooked up with Basara. Like, at least he's consistent. <laughs> but I, th- I, I think Basara um, has a alien lady in his life now. So you know, I was, I was about to say, if Hikaru and uh, Misa had some friction, oh boy, like, <laughs> could you imagine if Basara and Misa were in the same room? Oh yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, sparks would fly and not in the way you'd want. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Not in the way where literal sparks come flying because of the power of his song and the power of her weird alien spirit power that. Spirit like what? paradise. Ah, uh, ecstasy. Oh my god. Boy, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Those faces were also giving me some like slight Golden Boy flashback for a hot second. Um, of course, um, <laughs> that and all the stuff with Rex. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, but anyway, uh, aside from how great Gamlin is and the show being good, was there any other thoughts on your mind, my dude? I think I've said my piece. <laughs> I think I've said my piece, too. Um, I, I feel like I'm running out of commentary for these episodes. Maybe that's just the nature of its formula. But because yeah. uh, things are progressing and they're progressing well. Uh, that's all I really have to say. Yeah, because there's just like so much in these last group of episodes. It's been like, hey, like I said, they made that base. And now it's like, here's the plot heavy episodes with the stuff we want happening. And it's. I, I am happy I waited to eat the rest of my... Eat my peas so I can eat my steak and eat my dessert. Or or I could put some ice cream on top of my... No, I'm not going to put ice cream on top of the steak. That would be weird. I would, I would recommend against that. Yeah, it might not be, not be a good idea. But we can recommend a circus of plugs here. Um, as always, you can find us on anchor.fm slash dude. You remember... Where you can find the whole 
um, lunch table buffet of our episodes to listen. And they're kind enough to put us out on the multiple supermarkets of Spotify, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Check us out. Give us a good Yelp review if you like. Um, and then, as always, we're also on Facebook and Twitter, slash and at do to remember response, uh, respectively. And then responsibly, ha ha ha, drink responsibly, folks. If you want to talk to us about uh, great food analogies, give us an email at dyrmcast at gmail.com. And then for serving up the delicious platter you see every week on the thumbnail of these episodes, we want to give a huge thank to Mr. Chris Eakins, artist of the Shooting Up Wrist System, for providing the show's key art. Check out more of his work. Uh, see at, at WrissSystem underscore game on Twitter. WrissSystem is out now on Steam on Itch and is fantastic. Please check it out. Also, also in addition, working on a new game. I'm happy to, I'm excited to see whatever that takes out. Watch them. They're, they're awesome. And Dylan, Dylan, tell me yes. what, give me, give me a taste of your backstage um, unexplored sandwich. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so I, I'm involved in two other podcasts. Uh, I'm in Backstage Gaming, a show about tabletop games, video games, and how they create interesting experiences and tell interesting stories. Um, and if that sounds interesting to you, uh, you can check us out on Facebook or on Twitter, where our handle is at BSG underscore cast. Um, we also have... Sorry, we are also uh, available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, I am also in the actual play podcast, The Unexplored Places, where we uh, we actually tell stories through tabletop games. Uh, we play Scum and Villainy. Sorry, I always get them mixed up. Uh, we play Scum and Villainy, a science fiction-based uh think firefly type of tabletop game um for the show tango sector where we play a bunch of bounty not bounty hunters uh smugglers near do wells um and it's fun we have fun and we hope you'll have fun listening to it um on unexploredcast.libsyn.com delicious a delicious pot of podcast jambalaya um if they want to see the morsels of, say, uh, thoughts about Dragon Quest and uh, uh, funny memes about fighting games, uh, where can they find your delicious Twitter soup, Dylan? Uh, my Twitter is at the Dilla. That is T H A underscore D I L A. And then, if you wanted the cherry on top of my Twitter, you can find me over at Rider Strike. Okay, and that's enough for the food analogies. <laughs> I was about to say, you, you were really uh, following this one through to the end. Yes, yes. Um, but um, that was it. Next time, uh, join us for our next course. I hope you have a wonderful and safe week. As always, wash your hands, put on a mask, be safe out there. We love you. Um, and as always, I'm Coop. I'm Dylan. All right, take care. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone.